Welcome to Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we are continuing with the Light Revealed and descending down into the weekly Torah portion to uncover secrets of recovery and delving into recovery to uncover secrets of the Torah. We're coming upon Parshas Vayeshev, as well as the Zman of Hanukkah, which is deeply connected and inherently tied into the narrative of Parshas Vayeshev. But for bringing us directly to the nucleus of where we want to arrive, in this week's Parsha, we encounter a real orientation towards the secret of dreams. That this week's Parsha begins with Yosef Atzadik having dreams, dreams about himself, dreams about his destiny, dreams about his family's destiny, ultimately those dreams being the beginning of the machlokas, the process, the struggle, the battle between Yosef and all of the other shvatim, it also begins to be the process of Yosef where he finds himself in Mitzrayim and the strength that he has to ascend out of Mitzrayim. The brothers referred to Yosef as Bal HaChalomos, almost as if the Iker point, the main thing that they were trying to fight against was the Indian of the Chalom. And not only Yosef, who's associated with the Chalomos, but we find that Yaakov Avinu also, that the Toldos of Yaakov are Yosef, because the two of them represent the singular extension from the Kav HaEmsai, from the top down to the bottom, that we see Yaakov Avinu also engaged with Chalomos, that the entire process of Yetze Yaakov, Miber Shava, is an encounter with dreams. And the entire process of Kislev, the month that we find ourselves in, a month that's associated with the nocturnal state of slumber, where we are unconscious, we are not not capable of beholding things in their face-to-face level. So we find ourselves in a month of sleep where dreams orient themselves from the father Yaakov Avinu who's encountering dreams, from the son Yosef Atzadik who's experiencing dreams, from Paro and Mitzrayim who are experiencing dreams, from Yosef Atzadik who's interpreting the dreams, and all of us who are experiencing all of this within the long extended dream of exile. And so what we're going to try and identify a little bit is what do dreams mean for us to one degree or another? Now, yes, from a neurological perspective, the study of the actual mechanisms of dream and the framework of dreams and the content of dream is fundamentally significant to the development of human consciousness. Nevertheless, like Freud, what we're going to do is we're going to abstract the nature of dreams, identify it as the golden road towards the core of consciousness, and we're going to abstract the nature of dreams from the actual experience of dreaming while asleep and transplant it into the realm in which we orient ourselves, because ultimately dreams are only valuable when they are seen in contrast to waking consciousness, and it's the wondrous nature and the spontaneous nature of the dream when measured against waking consciousness that gives us insight into the dream. But in the moment of dreaming, aside from the possibility of lucid dreaming or extending the dream, so it's very difficult for a person to fully grasp the the value of the dream in the dream, unless a person is waking to a dream within a dream, as Chazal discuss. But generally speaking, we have to extrapolate the nature of dreaming into our waking consciousness so we can apply the positive benefits it might offer our lives into real-time activity. And what is a dream? And a lot of what we're going to be discussing is based on an incredible essay written by Rav Tov Bershniri, the Mittler Rebbe, the second Lubavitch Rebbe of Chabad, who in his last Maimur in Parshas Vayechi, in his commentary on the Chumash called Taurus Chaim, goes into an 
extensive analysis of the nature of dreams, which covers the gamut of psychoanalytic theory of dreams into the most cutting edge nature of dreams. But most importantly, it's the spiritually poetic experience that the self comes in contact with when they realize that we're also dreaming while we're awake. That dreaming is not simply a state that takes place during slumber. Dreaming is a state where my focus and my consciousness and the typical grasp that I have on reality and the concepts of time and the concepts of space and the confines in which I live my daily life, when a person has those confines and those requirements shattered or they stutter or they reveal themselves to be far more flimsy than we actually assumed, that can be considered a dreamlike state in relationship to the prior state of the status of being intellectually grounded, that anytime I'm surprised by life, anytime I'm traumatized by life, anytime that life becomes overwhelming or underwhelming, and I find myself in the space of my own mind rather than reflecting on the outside, it can be said that I'm in a dreamlike state where things are less clear, where it's almost as if I'm seeing through a lens that is clouded from an aspeclaria de loinuhra, language is no longer direct, faces are no longer clear as to what they represent, the narrative structures seem to reverse themselves, what was up is down and down is up, and I play a periphery role where I thought I was center and I play a center role where I thought I was periphery and there's frightening things and there's memories and there's old memories and new memories and ancient memories, memories that have not have happened yet. All of these elements of the dream can also be applied to the experiential space within which the individual functions throughout the vicissitudes of day-to-day life. We're all dreaming. Hayinu kechomim. It's going to be revealed in the future that every aspect of our lives was like a long dream. Like the Meshilach points out that everything in this world is a dream and the dream is waiting to be interpreted by the interpreter of the dream whose interpretation of the dream is in and of itself the true expression of what the dream really means. All of this is true in our lives as well. The self-talk that we use to reflect on the previous experiences where I was unconsciously working through these basic self-assumptions, et cetera, et cetera. When I look back on it and I think about it again, I'm taking my language and I'm interpreting that previous moment of a dream. So we find ourselves in a dreamlike state. And the nature of a dream is a departure from the clarity of the mind. It's a descent down into the darkness of the night. It's a descent down into the nocturnal space of not knowing, of solitude, of being at a distance where my mind feels closed and my body feels closed and my emotions feel closed, etc. And it's what happens in that dark place because very often when we orient ourselves towards what it means to be conscious of ourselves, what it means to be on point in the line of recovery, it means that we are attentive to what we are doing. We are consciously aware of what is in front of us, what is to the side of us and what is in back of us, and we are able to identify A is A, B is B, C is C, D is D. That is the nature of wakeful consciousness, where things are clear, I'm not overwhelmed by the information, I'm not confused by the information, but rather the information is laid out in front of me. In a dreamlike state, the information gets tangled up in blue, it swallows itself and it folds over itself, and A means B and C goes back to A and D and C are connected, and there is a jumble of the letters, the meaningfulness of language, the meaningfulness of experience experience seems to undergo a trauma and it shatters and the letters of the mind are jumbled. The images of experience are jumbled and I'm no longer aware of what exactly the next step is going to be. This is the clouded space of translation where experience is no longer direct. I no longer hear exactly what I need to hear or understand exactly what I need to understand in terms of how to continue functioning in reality. Right now I'm hearing echoes. I'm hearing an idea but not able to fully grasp it. I could only interpret it and translate it in accordance with my own limit 
limited understanding. It's the secret of Targum, which is associated with the depths of Terdema and, and slumber and the motivation and the, the residue of consciousness. And so when a person is asleep, when a person is dreaming, when a person is walking like the sleeping person throughout this world, when a person is inactive in the attentive categories and the spiritual categories that they need to be attentive to, so we fall into like a dreamlike state. And in that dreamlike state, we are no longer functioning at our full capacity. Our minds are more contained. They're concealed. Life is frightening. Things become frightening. Resentments grow. The shadows become terrors. And everything kind of gets seen through the lens of constriction, through the nighttime mind, where I don't know anymore what's up and what's down, and I don't know what's real or not. And the motivations behind my actions and desires are being put into question in the Chalmatava or the Chalmara'a, that it's almost as if being inhabited by these various spirits that float through in the mind with their rationalizations and their fantasies, all of these shadim and malachim that occupy the mind in the sleep-like state. That is a place of katnus. The secret of katnus is that it's the departure of my mind. I don't know anymore. I don't know how to function. What's the secret of a dream? The secret of the dream that Arizal says is the residual light of the irreducible trace of godless amoichin, of the openness of mind, of the clarity of thought that continues to exist even within the constriction and the limitation of thought. It is the fact that even when I fall down into unconsciousness and to dreams, I am still fully myself, that innermost point of myself, even if I'm not functioning as my best self, that innermost point of myself is still there. And there's a secret of creativity, of growth, of imagination, of fantasy, of the perpetual movement that I experience at the core of myself, which wants to become closer and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the secret of the Chalom. And the Chalom is not only the residual aspect of our mind, which is confusing, but in truth, it's rooted in the highest place imaginable because it's the true space of creativity. How do I function when my consciousness goes away? How do I find the light when there seems to be a dark darkness that is hovering? How do I uncover the irreducible light of consciousness and mindfulness that exists even in the chaos of the mind? This is the question of the dream. The interpretation of the dream is the willingness to abstract meaning from any encounter that I find myself in. And it's specifically in the dream that if I don't know how to contextualize these seemingly meaningless moments or thoughts or daydreams in my life where I'm inactive, then most of my life is going to be seen as insignificant and unvaluable because it has been spent without attention. But the secret of interpreting the dream is the secret that there is nothing that is empty. There is nothing that is meaningless. Even that which seems to be excess, even the wasteful nature of our minds which wander to and fro, wondering about impossibilities and possibilities and the dreamlike nature of our mind and the confusion, all of that gets elevated through the pitron hachalom, through the narrative structure through which I choose to look at my life. When I look back on that dreamlike state and I remember and I uncover the secret of greatness that continues to exist even at the heart of smallness, I now give myself the framework to place myself back in the position of narrator and to re-narrate my story and to be speaking well about myself, to find the kudos tovos and to be poiter the chalom, to uncover the secret of Yosef HaTzadik, who uncovers chalomos latova and brings a Mitzrayim out of the secret of Mashiach Tzidkenu who's going to come to interpret dreams for us and it's going to reveal that hainu kachomim, every act of redemption, every desire towards redemption is going to go in accordance with how we want that redemption to appear. It's like a dream that goes and follows the interpretation of this person interpreting it. My ability to free myself from the discomfort with not 
knowing, my willingness to lean deeper into the confusing state of somewhat of an emptiness or a mindfulness that has lost its direction gives me the ability to continue to interpret this dream, to see myself as I see fit, to see the good point in myself, to see the hope that rests beyond the horizon of hopelessness, and to begin to pull myself out of the pit, out of that bore that the brothers throw Yosef into as a result of his promise of dreams because the rational mind, the brothers, they don't want to believe the nature of dreams. Dreams are where opposites can coalesce. Dreams are where the small can become big and the big could become small and the person who's struggling can be carrying the deepest secrets in the world and recovery can be transformed into the true strength that it is and the rational intellectual mind of the brothers doesn't want to accept that. They want to operate in accordance with what's clear and what's not clear, what's white and what's wrong, what's white and what's black. There's yes or no, there's no in-between. In the dreamlike state of Yosef at Tzaddik, there's an Ibuvya. There's yes and no at the same time. There's up and down at the same time. Time loses this value. So at first, when that dream orients itself and there's a dreamlike state that begins to pulsate, the rational mind wants to throw it into the pit and it wants to bury it. But ultimately, and Yaakov Avinu mourns that. Yaakov Avinu, who's the secret of understanding the dream, mourns that utilization of creativity and imagination for the purpose of moving closer to God or moving closer to my spiritual objectives. And ultimately, it's Yaakov Avinu who is mourning the death of the dream, but at the very same point, not able to mourn it fully because he knew that the dream can't die. The dream is prepared perpetually alive. And just like Yaakov Avinu is not going to die, so too Moshe Rabbeinu has to pull Yosef HaTzadik out of Mitzrayim because the mind, the Das, always needs to carry the imagination with it. It always needs to bring the dream along. It always connects itself to the dream because it's only the secret of the dream that allows us to dream our way out of things that we feel are impossible. And at the core of all recovery is going to be the secret of allowing what seems to be impossible to split open and melt and to reveal the possible, to interpret the dream properly, to awaken ourselves, to find ourselves in a dream. But it's not a dream that's a nightmare anymore. It's a dream. It's a chaloim of Elam Haba. It's a dream of Nevuah. It's a dream of Malach that is directing us ever so slowly and forward, telling us that we can do more, we can do more, we can do more. And it's the dreamer like Yosef within each and every one of us who, in spite of all of the preventions and in spite of all of the concealment and being thrown into a bore because of that creativity and because that we can't keep ourselves focused every second, that's going to pull us out of our Mitzrayim and it's going to bring us closer to the true Pitron HaChalomos which is the Geula Shlema and the coming of Mashiach. And this brings us to Hanukkah, which is the illumination at the heart of slumber. If Kislev is slumber, Kislev is falling into the unconsciousness of sleep, then the candles themselves are the awaking into a dream. It's the dream of Hanukkah. It's the secret of more that is contained within the less, the secret of eight days, which is contained within one, the secret of possibility that is expressed specifically from within the feeling of impossibility. And that's the secret of a nace. That's the naceless nightsace. What I thought was impossible is now revealed to be possible. What I thought to be empty is now revealed to be full. What I thought to be meaningless is now revealed to be meaningful. And we can uncover the dreams of our lives, the dream of our recovery, the dream of our process in Avoida. And we should only have positive interpretations to our dreams. And our dreams should only lead to more dreams that bring about the ghoulish lame of Hashem. Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family. Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nasanian. And our music is by Zushio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us and Rev Joey at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org 
or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.